Taking the Middle Seat, a podcast where we explore connection where you might not think it exists. I'm your host, Andrea, and I've always believed there is connection to be made when you sit next to someone and really take in their story. So every couple of weeks or so, I'm taking the middle seat. I'm listening in on someone's story because I know that the middle seat holds healing and acceptance and laughter and community if we just stay open and remember that we belong to each other. I hope you'll listen into each and every episode and that you'll find yourself moving in to hear the magic in the middle seat. On this episode, episode 32, I'm talking to Olivia Fitzpatrick of Live Styled and Amber Brandt, who is the coziness consultant. They are sisters who have made it their life's work to connect people, inspire people, and love people through what they do. And what do they do, you ask? Well, Olivia is a rad stylist with, of course, impeccable style. I'm talking red ankle boots, fuzzy sweaters, plaid in all the right ways, pattern mixing. She is amazing. She has it all along with an incredible gift to make any human feel amazing in their clothes. She actually styled my family's photo shoot that we had this past fall, and I know I felt like a million bucks. She totally got me and all my family members. She swept into my chaotic closet, made me feel beautiful, all while listening to me and elevating my spirit. It was so fun and so amazing. Amber works in interior design, but that is like one twelfth of the work she actually does. She has approximately like a zillion ideas to create welcoming spaces. She knows how to make subtle and not so subtle changes to spaces so that people existing in those spaces feel taken care of and seen and above all, comfortable and cozy. She can see your style and run with it in a direction you never knew you wanted to run, but you fall in love with it when you see it. She is a cozying magician. She's amazing. So you're going to hear us laugh a lot on this episode, and you'll know immediately why I wanted to have both of these women on. I often hear from my friends and others that I encounter that connection is really hard in adulthood. It's hard to find new people or even just maintain the relationships we currently have because busy and things and kids and blah and blah. But I knew that Olivia and Amber would be able to speak to this. So listen for them dropping the wisdom all over the place through our conversation. I talk about a bra fitting I had a while back. So that's more of just a content warning in case you're unprepared. So just know that that is coming. I was unprepared. So I'm just going to share that part with you. Um, and Amber and Olivia have a couple of events coming up. One is a bridal-related event where they are both the keynote speakers. So if you are in the market to plan a wedding, um, be sure you check that out. The other event coming up is called Bright and Becoming, and we'll give you all the info on both of those things in our chat. I've also shared the info in the show notes, of course. You are absolutely going to want to follow Live Styled and the Coziness Consultant on the social medias so that you can soak up all of their good goodness. And it's not just about style and cozying, you guys. That's like just where the cool stuff starts. 
and they go so deep and so wide and I think you're going to absolutely want to follow both of them on Instagram and Facebook and all the things. I am constantly inspired by their posts and their gorgeous pictures and I know you will too. I'm telling you right this minute, I love these women to pieces. They work in spaces that could easily be considered surface or frivolous, but they know and I know that their work is all about connection and love. It's all about taking the middle seat. So on this one year birthday of taking the middle seat, yep, she turned one yesterday, I am so excited to get to my interview with Olivia Fitzpatrick and Amber Brandt. So Amber and Olivia, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it, and I'm excited that you're here. We're excited. Very excited. So this is going to air later, but we just have to talk about how we were so excited to see each other today because (laughs) humans in Michigan haven't seen other humans in several days. Mm. And that's hard. That is hard. Oh, my gosh. Throw kids in the mix, and it's like, oh, wow. I know. I mean, mm. I hate to complain because warm houses, electricity, yada, yada, yada. But my goodness, <laughs> five days in, I'm just Except, like, please go to school. Consumers tried to take that away, too. They did. <laughs> we were asked to turn our heat down, which is just, it's fine. It's fine. I turned it down a couple degrees. We went to 67. Am I allowed to say that? I think you are. I think you did. <laughs> we definitely went to 65. I'll tell you, we got to 68, and then my husband was like, we have to turn it back up because of the lizards. So I own two lizards for most people that have probably know that already. But I was like, oh, really, for the lizards? Because are you a lizard? Is that now? what we call your toes now, right. dear? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't think it's for them. <laughs> oh, not for the, the actual. Yeah, the actual, ones. who live under heat lamps, but whatever, it's <laughs> right. fine. Feels tropical in their cage all year yes, long. Yes, they don't care what consumers <laughs> say. Sure. So anyway. <laughs> Amber liked the toes. She's digging the also, toes coming. I'm just laughing at my man laugh that I did. It was very deep. I wish we could edit that out. Amber's the one with the man laugh. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> That's how you'll be able to tell them apart. Sure. Yes. So I'm the one with the feminine, ultra beautiful laugh. <laughs> That's a little... <laughs> it might be the whole podcast is us just cracking ourselves up. Yes. Um, so I did invite you here because you do important things in the world. That's true. So and I think um, you both do things that I think if people just at first glance looked at like you're a stylist and you help make people's homes beautiful. That's just the most surfacey thing I've ever heard of in the world. But mm-hmm. actually, you and I all know that it's not. It's all about connection and mm-hmm. making things beautiful and people feeling more connected and lovely. So mm-hmm. um, I want you both to talk about a little bit about how you got to yeah. the work and space you're doing now. Um, just kind of the journey to sure. get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sound good? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> I'm Amber, the cousinist consultant, and I feel like I, court a, I sort of stumbled into what I'm doing because I really wanted people to feel comfortable in my house, and Kyle and I, my husband and I, both had done a lot of work around what do we value and do our lives really reflect that, and does our home reflect that, mm-hmm. and are we creating space to help people feel welcome and loved and celebrated and safe. 
And um, so we already had incorporated a lot of our personal values and style into our home. And so then people would come over and I just heard over and over, this house is so cozy, could you help me with mine? And you know, at some point it was like a light bulb went off. (laughs) Like how many times do you have to hear it before you're like, maybe there's something to this. And so that's kind of how it started. And so at that point it was literally like one day I, I don't even remember where I was, but I just had this light bulb moment that was like coziness consultant. Like that's what I'm going to do. Yes. It is interior design. It is, you know, organizing. It's all the things, but I don't really refer to myself as just an interior designer or something like that. It's this whole idea of living into your values and creating spaces that are a true reflection of you where people can also be celebrated and belong. Yes. Um, And And I will say, even before she had decided to do Coziness Consultant, she hosted a lot of people from Mm -hmm. out of town at her house, friends that she's met over the years. But it was like so natural for her to be like, well, I'm going to go pick up a pair of cozy slippers. And I saw on their Instagram that they really love this kind of chocolate. So I'm just going to grab some of that. And I also saw that they really love this specific comfort food. So I got stuff for that coming. And I was like, huh? I'm like, well, if they've got a brush pillowcase, then we're solid. <laughs> they are winning. Right. But it was a very different language. Yeah. Even hosting, just what flowed out of her was so, so intentional when it came yeah. to hosting and the, um, the value around creating a space for her guests that was curated to them feeling feels while they were there. Yes. So. It sounds a little stalkerish. But it, <laughs> but it comes really naturally to me to think of those things. Yes. And so now helping people create spaces are, that are a reflection of them that also happen to be lovely, but also play to their strengths as a family, mm-hmm. you know, that they're intentionally designed so that they can do the things that are true of them. Like that has been this outflow <clears throat> and this joy that yes. has kind of come from those things that were already pretty natural to me. Mm-hmm. And I love that it seems natural to you. And I think a lot of people, but women especially, I think they'll think their whole lives, I mean, this is just what I do or who I am and it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Right. And like nobody needs it. It's not special. It's whatever. But you didn't diminish that. Mm-hmm. You were like, no, this is like my superpower. I can do this and other people can't. And this is special and this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And you ran with that and I well, and love it. <clears throat> Thank you. But also it's because people pointed it out, right? Yes. When it is so close to you, yeah. it comes so naturally. You may not even realize that you are diminishing it. You're just yes. like, well, everybody thinks this way. Right. Yes. You know, it takes having people that speak into your life that are like, no, this is not normal. Right. This is like kind of creepy level of attention to detail. (laughs) How can we hone it in ever so slightly to make it appropriate? (laughs) Stop parking outside my house. I know. I'm sorry. I just love too much. I mean, (laughs) what can I say? I do the same thing with like connecting. Like people aren't normal. Some people aren't just normal connector people. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, well, that's just... That's just what I do because I'm a social worker and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, that's actually a thing that mm-hmm. is, that's mine. Right. And yeah. So I love it. Yes. Olivia. Yes. So I, um, my business is called Live Styled. 
And I went to school um, in California mm -hmm. and I got a fashion business degree. So I've always loved all things pertaining to style, but just as much, I've always had a heart for women. Mm -hmm. And I never under really knew how to bridge the gap between those two without yeah. it feeling like what I was offering was this very materialistic service um, because that's never been the heart behind it. So I actually pressed pause on pursuing a, a job or a career in that field for a long time. One, throw a couple kids in the mix and that also, yeah. you know, laid a little heavier on the pause button for a while. Yes. But um, a couple of years ago, it's been about two years since I started the business mm -hmm. and um, I was in the kitchen one day and I just thought, you know what? I have been talking about this and this has been so much inside of me and so much inside of my heart. If there's anyone that can find a bridge between women, supporting women, boosting self-confidence, speaking into their lives, uncovering lies that women carry every day and this style element, I'm, I'm, it's going to be me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. I don't know what that looks like, but yes. you know what? I'm just going to do it. And so, of course, Amber, she's been very strategic in all of that unfolding as well because, you know, I mean, who doesn't have a self-doubt moment mm -hmm. when you're like, just like you said, like yeah. belittling that in you or covering it up. Like, nope, this is there and I'm doing it. I'm just going to make the choice. So it's actually been kind of an awesome thing moving forward because it did start a little bit more like I just have to get the clients right I have to get yeah. my name out there I have to figure out what this looks like but as I started meeting these women and really working one-on-one -on -one, like the second that you walk into a female's wardrobe and yeah. she's like whipping off her shirt to try on a new one I mean there's like all the cards come out you know yeah. it's all the things all the struggles all the insecurity all the battle and for them to hear you say as a professional in a different field Oh my gosh, me too. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Me too. Yes. I've so been there. And then all of a sudden, this like this immediate bridge between the fact that we're working in her wardrobe and we're making her look awesome, and the fact that she's had all of these life struggles—they're colliding. Yes. And it's just this like these the women and some of the men, but you know, predominantly women. They're they're looking for a place that is not just beautiful, that is inspiring, that is real, that's vulnerable mm -hmm. and transparent, that's understood and relatable. And I mean, we've all gone through our stuff. Like mm -hmm. I've gone through stuff mm -hmm. and it's painful and that stuff comes up, but it's the stuff that we utilize to connect with people, mm -hmm. right? Like you're saying, to make that, that connection. So the styling aspect is definitely a gift and it's mm -hmm. a strength and a talent that I have and I love, but it's definitely evolved into this thing where a big aspect of my why, why do I do what I do, is the fact that I don't believe that women or men should wake up in the morning and put clothes on that lie to them, that yes. tell them you're wearing this because you're a little overweight. Yes. You're wearing this because you can't afford something that's name brand. You're wearing this because today you have to cover this up or hide that or you're insecure for this reason. And there are ways to shop strategically mm -hmm. that are within your budget, mm -hmm. that are within your values, that reflect something inside of you that triggers life, mm -hmm. that does not trigger this place of doubt. And I just, like, it gets me going. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. talking about that, just it just makes me feel a little angry that that's a lie that so many women carry. Yes. And that I have, I have the ability, even if it's in a small way or a small dose at a time, to say, 
today, it's not going to be that way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's put together an outfit that makes you feel beautiful and strong and capable because that unlocks something inside of you. Yeah. Just like those those sweaters that are that make you feel terrible, they also unlock something inside of you, yeah. right? So it's playing into the strength and the ability to wear clothes in a way that is strategic and important. So, yeah. um, yes, so that was I my heart. Love it. Mm -hmm. I love all of it. It's, so it's interesting, like what you were saying. I was just thinking about how we, we never think that just like something that is a garment, something made of threads, like has the power to like interrupt these tapes that are like running on repeat, yeah. yes. you know? Mm -hmm. But it's really true mm -hmm. in yeah. the right hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. I think whatever you do that's getting close enough to someone that's like up in their space. So mm -hmm. whether you're redecorating their bedroom right. or you're in their closet right. or you're playing a board game or something, you know, like right. you're physically right. close enough to them and you spend enough time with them that's the magic of mm -hmm. what you both do. Um, I Well, you have styled me and my mom, and mm -hmm. I know we've both had those <laughs> same experiences. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a recent, maybe you guys have done this, I had a recent um, bra fitting. Oh, yeah. Bra fitting. yeah, yeah. It's like the most humbling. Mm -hmm. So basically, we went into this bra store. This is a little bit of an aside, but it's related, I think. Um, there's a bra store in Detroit called yes. Busted that I yes. love. Have I you been in there? I have never been, but I have clients that have said, I need to wow. go. It's incredible. I am so I went in and I had told my best friend who was with me. I was like, I'm absolutely not getting fitted. So you can just kiss that little dream goodbye. <laughs> you have no boobs and you don't know what this is like and I'm not getting fitted. Well, that's what I was going to say. No, I've never been because I have to grow some before I have anything to put to Well, my best up. friend looks exactly like you. So, and I was like, yeah, that's cute, stick figure. We're not going in that dressing room. No, no. So she was like, no, you actually are, and yeah. basically, like, pushed me in Good there. They sent this, like, praying mantis of a person <laughs> into the room, and I was like, really? Because there was a girl out there that has boobs like mine. Like, can yes. she come in? Where's she? This poor praying mantis girl worked her tail off for the next, like, hour and a half. Oh. Like, she, they don't get paid enough. But it was the best experience, Amazing. and she didn't do anything, like, what we would call special. Like, she didn't have any, she didn't have any magic words. She just stayed in that space, mm -hmm. made me feel like you're the same as all these other women that I've talked yes. to. You aren't, there's nothing about you that's insurmountable, mm. that's off the chart. Yes. Can't be solved. Yeah, there's, you're just you, and you're fine, yes. and here's these garments that are going to make you feel amazing. Mm -hmm. And they did. It was like, amazing. it's, I mean, yes, you should totally go. Yeah. Yeah, we can't even talk about the bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a different one. Well, whole different podcast. Not wearing one. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So anyway, all that to say, that very long story to say that I think that's the magic. Like, me too. I took off my jacket. Did I turn the heat up instead of down? No, we talked about bras and now right. sweating. <laughs> Sorry, consumers. It's 89 in here right now. Make it up for lost time. I thought you meant turn it up to 85. That's what I did. So anyway, I think it's all amazing. So I don't know if we mentioned, um, I would have probably mentioned in the intro, that you're also sisters. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So talk to me a little bit about, did you did you start this kind of entrepreneurial thing? Well, like, Were you both finding your purpose and passion at the same time? Do you think that there's a well, and reason? 
<laughs> that it started at the same time? You know well, what I mean? It's interesting, really. There's seven years between us, mm-hmm. and I lived out of state for 10 of those. Mm-hmm. So leading up to moving to California, um, Amber and I were, the age gap was... Two. I was living out of state for right. all of her high school years. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I was going through middle school, high school, finishing that. And Amber was out of state. And then I graduated and moved out of state and she came back. So there was a lot of years where we were kind of bypassing each other. And um, we so were never adults no. in the same space. Mm-mm. And when I got <clears throat> married, um, I think that was a really great thing that we finally had something in common. Yeah. Even though I had just gotten divorced. Well, well, <laughs> well you know, it happens. Yeah. Um, so we, I remember starting to talk on the phone more and just starting to build yeah. a little bit more relationship because I was finally growing up a little bit and mm-hmm. we just had more in common. Um, and then about three and a half, almost four years ago, my family and I moved back to Grand Rapids and we live about two miles away from Amber, two and a half. And it was, it was really honestly like just this instant, oh my gosh, we're friends, yeah. aren't we? We're friends. Like We're each other's. We're sisters, but dang, you are, we are my, you're my people. person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are people yeah. that are the same. We are, mm-hmm. yeah, and there's like, there's never really been um, like a communication barrier or like headbutting there, but we both found ourselves in this position that was like, is it so bad to think I made for something great? Is it so bad yeah. to think that there's something inside of me that I'm not tapping into that mm-hmm. I'm frustrated and I'm overwhelmed and I don't know what to do with this? Like, I don't even know what that is. So we just had, I mean, endless conversations about what is it in us mm-hmm. and how do we tap into it? Like, what is that? Well, and sh- so she started before I did. Like, I've been a freelance copywriter for years and years. That was my, that's like my, you know, original hustle. And then the coziness thing. So, actually, I feel like you guys moving here played an instrumental role because up until that point, so I had gotten married again and we didn't have our daughter yet. And my house was like always perfect. Mm -hmm. Like all the pill, everything, you know. But when they moved here, they moved in with us for three months. And it broke something in me <laughs> in a good way. Like by the because time you had kids, when she's been going kids. from yeah to Amber Three and Kyle kids. to I mean yeah they 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 brought on five uh-huh. five people. Yes. yes, and so at the end of it, I was like, I don't even know where these pillows used to be. Like I can't even remember. You know, well she'd come home and all of the pillows were in a giant mountain yeah. in the and, middle of the room. It, but it was yeah, on. it was fine because we were doing life together, and that was what we all signed on for. And there was little growing pains, but overall it was good. Yeah. But what it did in me was like for the first time force me to be like, it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Yeah. And if our houses are too perfect, right, they're unapproachable, mm-hmm. you know, and I think Martha Stewart is wonderful, but I'm just never going to have everything in the same place, you know, again, all the time. And that perfection is unattainable if you're going to be in real relationship yes. <laughs> or you're going to have small children or you're going to, you know, inconvenience, right, quote unquote, your life by welcoming other people in. Yeah. And so that I feel like was a critical part for me, just kind of accepting like, okay, you know what? Like, this is actually a leveler, right? Like this levels of playing field, this is real life. Mm-hmm. And so then when coziness started, it was like, 
how do you make your space still beautiful and yet work mm -hmm. for whatever stage you're in? Mm -hmm. Those things have to be in tandem mm -hmm. because if it's too perfect and it's a museum, it's not cozy, mm -hmm. you know? And so I feel like to me, like that was like an interesting, like turning point, even mm -hmm. in my own life. And then I feel like we both sort of started things like supporting each other, but they were kind of running just like, can, you know, on their own planes. Mm -hmm. And then the more that we started talking, then it was like, what if we could like create spaces together where women, you know, and we started brainstorming and then that's how like events started, things that we started collaborating on. Mm -hmm. So our businesses have still always just been very in their own spaces. Mm -hmm. um, but we are now finding these mutual connections at the heart of what mm -hmm. we're doing um, that feel like they really resonate. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and I think part of that is are that our values are very much in line. Yeah. And so the values under my why for my styling and under her why for her coziness is there's a similar message there. Yes. But of course there's two different personalities. There's two different minds. Expressions. Two different expressions mm -hmm. and personalities. So having a conversation about those things is really energetic. Yeah. It's like there's really really beautiful magic that happens when we talk about all of that stuff um and sitting in the living room one day we were like gosh what the heck are we doing why don't we create a space for women to come and feel inspired but also like they belong like mm -hmm. they're just like every other woman in this room mm -hmm. struggle beauty whatever it looks like and sure people will come and why listen not? to us i mean <laughs> they have no idea who we are we're not but that bad <laughs> Don't well, care what we have to say. And they did. <laughs> and they, they did. They did. That's they how totally I found did. you guys. And they still are, right? <laughs> They're still fine, yes. you know. I and was trying to think how I even found that event, and I don't remember. Um, hmm. I just found it, and I happened to bring a girlfriend who I've never hung out with. <gasps> and I was like, she probably wants to go somewhere. So I was like, hey, amazing. do you want to go to this real random event? <laughs> and she said yes, and it was amazing. Hmm. Um, do you guys ever have to be intentional about um, keeping communication open or not competing or or does it just kind of flow and happen and those aren't issues? It's surprisingly easy. Mm -hmm. And one thing um, is that the two of us have kind of always said, right, like when it comes to like planning an event, like our biggest challenge always is finding a space. And we've always said to each other, if it feels like we're forcing it, yeah, we're not going to do it. Yeah, and if it isn't mutually beneficial for us and wherever we're having the venue, if it isn't also a blessing to them, if they're just doing us a service, yeah, um, we're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And we've, for both of our events, set dates that we said if we don't have a venue by this date, we're just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And we have been in agreement about it, mm -hmm. you know, and we have always been able to walk into a space and be like, eh, this is nice, but it doesn't have the exact aesthetics that we're looking for. Yeah. And honestly, like, we're always looking for spaces that we can afford. Yeah. But we are also very particular about right. how we want it to feel, yeah. you know? And so that that has never been mm -hmm. an issue for us. Mm -hmm. No, and I, I think even just the fact we're similar enough, but we're different enough mm -hmm. that when it comes to like discussing the events or discussing the topics or the like underlying story behind why we're doing what we want to share with our group. There's this 
element of feeding off of each other Mm -hmm. that is like, oh my gosh, yes, I never would have thought of that. And yeah, it works. Mm -hmm. It's like, honestly, it's, it's been easy. I don't know that we've ever had a time that we really butt heads about any, any of it. Well, and I think for us too, like, we're so motivated by the same things. Mm -hmm. And like for me at our holiday event, we sent, so we send out surveys afterward because we want honest feedback. Mm -hmm. And one of the comments that we got was when I walked in the door, I just instantly felt like you were my friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was like, even now when I say almost brings tears in my eyes, because it was like, that's what we wanted. Yeah. And like, it doesn't matter if we walk away with money in our pocket, honestly, 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 like, and it's good because we haven't really. Um, <laughs> so that's good that that's a value. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. someday it would be nice, <laughs> right. but you know, um, we're like, let's go out for a margarita because that's what we can afford. <laughs> what we have left free over, chess. Yes. Free, free chess. chess. Yes. Um, no. So, but like for us, it's like okay, success, right? Like mission yeah. accomplished. Is that? We feel that way mm-hmm. about you coming, yes. and we want you to feel that way when yes. you're there. Yeah. Like, that's a win. Yeah. And and because that is our priority, mm-hmm. you know, and people leaving feeling good about them and excited about whatever they have going on, mm-hmm. you know, yes. um, and feel like they belong and yeah. that they were valued and that we have offered them something really tangible that they can use yeah like then that's a success absolutely like if they leave feeling like they were one of the most important people in the room that that then our goal was achieved yeah and I know that's hard to nail down what that what makes that happen Mm -hmm. um but I do think like fashion and interior design could easily is easily a very kind of lofty Thing that people don't resonate with mm-hmm. and somehow you have figured out how to be accessible and like even though your house is probably amazing I have not been there it is but <laughs> I, I will say it's a trick to have people walk in and not feel like a lot of people will immediately go to oh, my house doesn't look like this yeah like right. if Amber's coming over oof, right no I got some work to do right. but you don't put off that vibe mm-hmm. and like when you um, Olivia came into my closet I also just kind of don't care but I think a lot of people would feel like, ooh, I better fold the clothes and totally. I better, oh, geez, totally. here we go. Mm-hmm. And you give off that, mm-hmm. like, no, where you are is fine. Mm-hmm. We're meeting you where you are. Do you know what the the special sauce <laughs> is? <laughs> like, maybe you know and you don't want to tell people because oh, you haven't. No. <laughs> Just, if I knew, mm-hmm. I would right? I'm an open book. I think, yeah. I think because I'm so acquainted with my... <laughs> mess. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so acquainted with the things that aren't quite right in my Mm -hmm. space. Like, I don't go into a space like, here I am. (laughs) I'm here to judge. And I'm here, you know, it's like, Olivia's daughter came in my bedroom before and called it Disaster Mountain. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So, like... Oh, this little baby truth teller. I know. Aren't they so cute? Because I know all the problems in my own space that still are not fixed. Like, I think... I have no room to judge and I just, I so desperately want to connect. Like, Mm -hmm. why am I going to Mm -hmm. hide anything that Mm -hmm. is like, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't have anything to hide. I want people to know, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I do think that, I, I think that there's an element of compassion there that comes from going through things. Yeah. 
and allowing that thing to do some deep work. Yeah. To walk through whatever that ugly season is and come out on the other side, not bitter mm-hmm. and not jaded, but do whatever the work looks like, right? Yeah. It's being willing. Being willing. Mm-hmm. Being willing to be like, dang, that is painful, but I can, I can, I can pick myself back up and I can, can I can keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think rather than coming from a place of brokenness from those spots, those mm-hmm. situations, and coming into people's spaces, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, it's it's their space. Mm-hmm. It's their vulnerable, their vulnerable, sacred space that they're letting you in. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, something in me, something in me is just... I just find a lot of life in that mm-hmm. in that space, mm-hmm. you know, where they may not feel life or they may feel like it's all just falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think it's I don't know I just think it's it's significant that we can walk into those spaces in people's lives, even with our events or with or with the two things that we offer them, styling yeah. and home home interior, that. There's just something about it that feels full of compassion. Yeah. You know? well, and like yes. you're not alone in this, whatever whatever this is. But well, I think I just, and you're this type of person too and live, like I just think I so desperately want to show up to my life. Mm-hmm. You know what yes. I mean? I want to, right, like she was saying, I want to do hard work. I don't want to struggle over the same things year after year. Yeah. I don't want to have just the same goals and same wishes year after year. Like I want to be moving toward that. And I think a big part of that for me is also helping people. Yes. Right. Like, get unstuck in yeah. the houses yeah. and not have you don't need to live in shame mm-hmm. you know yes. in your body or in your house mm-hmm. yes. because those are like two major yes. right areas and yes. i think if you can do some inward work mm-hmm. or if you can make your house lovely so that you can sit on the couch and really exhale mm-hmm. there's an element of that exhaling into your own life and like if i can get my outward stuff put right and conducive to the life I want to live, then mm-hmm. potentially I'm going to be more fulfilled. Yes. And I'm going to feel more connected with my people. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think sometimes it does have to start out of mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. you can't, whatever, you can't access whatever's mm-hmm. going on internally. And the some little spark of beauty, I shouldn't say spark, that's a very like hip word right now with Marie Kondo, but <laughs> hashtag spark. Right. Spark, spark joy. joy. <laughs> um, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Um, but you see that little glimmer of beauty and you, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm worth that yeah. mm-hmm. thing being in my house. Yeah. I'm worth this piece of clothing that mm-hmm. makes me feel amazing, whatever. And then it kind of can start from there. And if those clients don't see that little glimmer, yes, we do. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's something intuitively in us and in you, mm-hmm. right? You even approaching people that you host on your podcast is mm-hmm. like there's life in you mm-hmm. and I see it whatever whatever it is you know for me specifically like if there's something about what they're wearing which mm-hmm. I'm not judging mm-hmm. but walking into their space and saying we can we can tweak this ever so slightly because they're hopeless so yep. many people feel hopeless <laughs> and I've had clients where I walk in and they I don't even have to purchase anything new mm-hmm. I just need to go through what they've got create something new and I have legitimately had clients just start crying yeah because they're like I didn't even I just didn't know I didn't know and they just feel beautiful and in that moment they're like this was in here all the this was in there the whole time yeah like 
Yes. Yeah. But you know, having somebody else that can step in and say, this is what I see for you. Yeah. This, there's so much hope. There's so much beauty in you. So let's, let's make you see it. Yeah. And and I think too, like I recently worked with a client and I walked in and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be really honest with you. All three of these dumpy couches need to go. Mm-hmm. You I need love that. one good one. Yes. I don't care if you buy it secondhand. Mm-hmm. You need one yeah. good one. Get rid of this stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. I just needed someone to tell me. Yes. Get rid of it. Yes. Get rid of it. Totally. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so some of it is permission. Some of it is having eyes to see. Mm-hmm. Some of it is just like truth helping cut through. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. I just, I'm too close to it all. I can't see, you know? Yes. Yeah. I love that. Oh just lights me up. Um, (laughs) So talk to me about what are the absolute best things about what you get to do, like, like a story that you absolutely love, or, um, and the hardest part of what you do. Well, one of my favorite stories Mm -hmm. was with, I had a retired couple, Mm -hmm. and I was doing styling work in, this is my in both of their too. wardrobes, and this is just like the best. You guys are gonna love this. <laughs> so I was, I worked with her, and I got her all purged and all ready for adding and editing. So I was, it was his turn, and I went through his clothes, and it was like everything's pitted out, everything is destroyed. Oh, like, buddy, there's grass stains on your nicest pair of khakis. How'd you even get grass stains on them? <laughs> like, you wear these outside? Okay, let's reassess. <laughs> so we went through, and he's like, just get rid of whatever you need to get rid of. And I was like, okay. Uh, and he said, I just need enough to wear for a week until we can get the purchasing done and get the new stuff put in. And as he was walking out of the bedroom, his his wife's name was Cheryl. And he said, well, it was. Cheryl, yes. you got your wish. I'm going to be walking around naked for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. That, just, that gave me so much life. I loved it. Um, so, I mean, that's a, just a silly, fun, you know, story. But even the element between the two of them. Yes. And they were, I mean, they were retired age, but they were just, the dynamic between the two of them and going through this together was so cool. It was just like... He spoke so much life into what I was adding into her, mm-hmm. and she just cracked up at his jokes, and and then she's like, oh, he loves those pants that you got him. He wears them all the time. And I'm like, uh-oh, and she's like, I know, grass stains. I'm like, well, we'll just get him another new pair, you know? <laughs> so it's like, I think my favorite thing about working with people is mm-hmm. the moment that they are like, they feel relief, mm-hmm. right? And it's like what Amber was just saying about the exhale. It's mm-hmm. like... There is relief in someone just coming in and saying, "You're not, you're not all bad." Yeah. There is, there's a lot of good here. So let's shake off all the funk. Yeah. And keep moving, right? One step at a time. Like people just need validation. Mm-hmm. They need to know that they're not a lost cause. Yeah. And I love that. I love when they just feel they feel beautiful, and it it really does unlock something inside of them. Like their personality yeah. comes to life. They're their values, their interactions with other people. It just changes. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a favorite for me. I just I love that. You know, Cheryl was like checking out Earl or whatever his name is. <laughs> no, Steve. Like, oh, Steve. <laughs> I wanted it to be Earl, but that's fine. <laughs> Let's pretend. Okay, Earl. So, <laughs> checking out Earl and just like, ooh, you know, I like know. that little spark. I How know. cute. Like, spark joy. Dang, that spark joy. Turn that word. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing against Marie Kondo. No, another love podcast. Her. Love her. Yes. But yeah. Yes. Yes. So your favorite 
Okay, story so, your favorite thing. Well, just I think for me, it's like this is like this story is like a microcosm of this larger feeling. Is um, I so I recently shared photos of a bedroom that I did for a yes. couple that mm-hmm. have two small boys and have adopted a daughter, a teenage daughter from China, and um, that came about because I was at a Christmas market and she was working a booth, and we'd only met a couple of times, but. I said, oh, you know, she said she was commenting on all the booths and all of the artisans. And she said, I picked up a couple prints across the room for our for the bedroom that we're doing for our daughter. And I immediately like felt this lump in my throat. And I was like, I just kind of casually said, well, you know, if you need any help with her room, like I would I'd be honored. And she like kind of got tears in her eyes and she's like, no, really. And I'm like, no, really. And it was like I'm like walking away from the booth like oh my gosh, please let this happen mm-hmm. because it just felt like this gift. Mm-hmm. And I was donating my time and I didn't care. You yeah. Know? And and as a result of that, they were so thrilled with her room. They hired me for three other rooms in their house uh, that they're yes. coming home from by now that, that they're home, but they're coming home from China to these rooms they haven't seen. Yeah. You know, and so, and even and when I finish those rooms, I walk out and like sit in my car and there's like this adrenaline that has been on high alert, like that I've been shopping and looking and searching and, you know, cleaning and moving and setting everything up Mm -hmm. and, you know, doing the install and then it's done. And it's like just the tears kind of come because then Mm -hmm. I just think what it's going to be like for them, Mm -hmm. not just the reveal, not Mm -hmm. just the moment, but what this means for their family Mm -hmm. and for this like chapter of their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it isn't because the throw pillows are lovely, which they are. Mm-hmm. It isn't because, you know what I mean? It isn't because of all those things. It's because of what it means. Yes. And that for me is like, mm-hmm. I just can't even, I just can't even. Like, yeah. just, that is a gift to me. Yes. You know, and then to actually, you know, be paid for it or, you know, for someone to value your time or for them to be thrilled. Like, yeah. I mean, that's just like icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just being part of it mm-hmm. is just a gift. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so you have some events coming up, mm-hmm. and I will link to all of them in the show notes. But the first one is a wedding bridally type event, right, on March 23rd, mm-hmm. and I'll link to it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to have all the details right mm-hmm. this second because there's a lot. But um, And you're both speaking yes. right mm-hmm. yeah so uh, the woman that um lives on um the she lives on the west side of the st- further west on the lake shore and she owns a bridal shop and has been doing bridal events there for years and years but this okay. is her first one here in gr mm-hmm. and so she actually came to our first event where we met you yeah and then reached out to us last year about this event and um so we've been helping kind of to put together a few of the details, and we will both be speaking the day of the event. Yes. I love it. It's mm-hmm. going to be at Mod Betty. Mm-hmm. Which is a really rad space if people have not been there. Um, and I feel like the bridal space needs you guys. <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. give it some... Personalities, well, and live, live, genuineness. Yeah, um, live, you know? we'll be talking about you know dressing your bridal party and mm-hmm. you know kind of engagement s- photos and yeah, and and I'll be talking about like actually um, ways to 
make your day personalized mm-hmm. and you know from kind of from a design standpoint but also how that kind of bleeds into like first home mm-hmm. and yeah you know. so we're still kind of working out like exactly what we're going to say but those are the ideas yeah that and how they tie into the bridal story kind of so very cool mm-hmm. love it and then the next one after that um is on april 25th it's a the spring bright and becoming that's our event right yes yay so Yay. this is, like I mentioned, the one that I met you at for your last spring it was one, last right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it was really awesome. So are there, tell us a little bit about the plans in the making for that one. I know it's a little ways off, so there's probably not everything nailed down, but. Um, well, our first event was hybrid pop-up shop and workshop mm-hmm. and you know it's like there's no easy way to explain what it is because yeah. we had never been to anything that was both yeah um before and even with our first like venue the guy was like eh like, said, what are you doing? You guys are going to sell tickets to this? Nobody's going to come. Nobody's going to come. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for the support. And we sold out. We sold out. Yeah. Um. And he was thrilled and he of course like was gushing by the end you know we yeah we had a great experience with him but um so this one um is going to kind of follow a similar similar format mm-hmm. uh pop-up shop so there will be shopping local boutiques um artisan type of shopping and then some element of workshop mm-hmm. um where we will be speaking um and sharing we don't know exactly what the format will be we Mm -hmm. don't want it to be a cookie cutter of the first event um but we have some ideas that we're chewing on yes but we will be talking yeah yeah we'll do we'll do our individual um segments Mm -hmm. and but there will be some other voices i believe potentially this time Mm -hmm. and um our first event we did the handwriting yeah like a small handwriting tutorial that we calligraphy oh calligraphy um that leaf design came and did who we love she's phenomenal um and yeah so like amber said we we would really love that element to be there again. Um, we're not sure in which route, but event. some sort of interactive, like hands-on element. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of the gist of it. And bigger and better, bigger Ooh, and better, yeah. bright and becoming. We're hoping more vendors, and we have more space to sell more tickets. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I want everyone to go because it is super unique. Mm-hmm. I had not been to anything like it before either, and I. Loved it. I don't love like just a normal kind of expo-y kind of right. situation. Well, and and it was not awkward. that at all. Nobody no. loves awkward. No, no one loves awkward. <laughs> no. 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 And we don't also don't love superficial. You know, yeah. like if it's too networky, if it's mm, too, yeah. mm-hmm. it ha- it, there's a sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. Where it just has to, it ha- if, if our values are being shown through, there's just, we want it to be authentic and we want it to be safe and welcoming and inspiring and community driven and connection and, you know, just a lot of life. Yeah. So very awesome. excited. I yes. cannot wait. Mm. Um, so there's a few questions that I ask at the end of my interviews. Yes. So we're going to hit those now. Mm-hmm. Um, I turned a little British there for a minute. Sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> we but all do. It just happened, right? It just happened. <laughs> Even if it's not in front of other people. Yeah. It's just. a mirror. Yeah. My daughter turns British for like an extended period of time for a little while. Every so once in a while. So cute. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you just stay British, girl. Um, <laughs> so are there types of people or types of spaces that make you feel genuinely seen? and heard I feel like we talked about this the whole time but if if there's anything else you want to I mean really I think that space 
we had a hard time finding that space for that can be tricky to find, um, which was part of the inspiration behind our events yeah. was creating. Right. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't feel like it exists a lot of yeah, places. This, can yeah. we make it? This can be hard. Yeah. In a group setting, this can be hard for people to find. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was actually a, a big one of the big motivators for our events is creating a space like that. Um, mm-hmm. But Am, what is your what do you think? I think when. Gosh. When people... Tell me the question again. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Spaces or people that make oh, you feel seen. genuinely yeah. seen and heard. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when people just believe the best of you. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you can actually... Like when I can say to my husband, okay, I'm going to say this to you exactly how I'm thinking it. Mm-hmm. I can't say it anywhere else in the world yeah. exactly mm-hmm. like this, but you'll know what I'm getting at. Yes. And you're safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I say the thing that's like just question I've always wanted to know the answer to that feels weird or whatever and no look of judgment yes. or or yeah freaked outness right. <laughs> horror, horror. Yeah. like yeah. oh who did I marry um, <laughs> none of that crosses in front of his face and then he just like answers me so you know gently mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um you know I, I think that like someone who believes the best and who is just totally safe and yeah. you can be ridiculous or not know and not feel ashamed yeah. <laughs> and someone who knows you so well mm-hmm. that they can be like okay I understand you're upset are you about to start your period mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like dang it yes how did you know okay all right I'll calm down you know but yeah. then but in the other but in the other side can be like okay so that's that's a real feeling yeah and let's validate it and I still love you, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change how I feel about you. So let's keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a place where you can really let the ugly out mm-hmm. and know that it's falling on really soft soil. And I think, to a person who is willing, because we've done this before, where, you know, something is said and it gets a little bit, it hits the wrong way mm-hmm. or, or over text, where the other person will stop and say, okay. I know Amber better than that. Mm-hmm. She's not trying to hit below the belt. I'm going to text her back and say, that felt aggressive. Yes. <laughs> Is that what you meant? And yes. I'm like, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Actually, yes. I meant so. it very aggressively. No, but um, but that's yeah. something that we've, we have had that where it's like, okay, wait, whoa, that felt intense. And yeah. I know you better than that, you know, and, and to be able to actually say like, no, that's not at all what I meant or yeah, you know what? Sorry, that was aggressive and I was out of line. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but to be able to, mm-hmm. right, for her not just to be like, I cannot believe she said that, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. to actually come back and say, whoa, I know you better than this. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. let's let's clear the air. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next question is, how do, this is another one that we've talked about. You're just hitting all my questions. But um, <laughs> since we've talked about maybe deeper connection in, like your group event setting maybe is there some like one thing you can think of that helps you create deeper connection in your Mm one-on-one relationships um I I this one I really feel like it's easier to go deeper with other people when you are a little bit self-aware yeah when you are in tune with who you are Mm -hmm. not like you have to have it all figured out because who does? Mm-hmm. Not me. But when you're aware of your reactions or responses or your 
internal battles or whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. your strengths, your abilities to make others feel welcome to loved or whatever it is, you know, whatever those like really good things about you are. I feel like when you tap into those things mm -hmm. and those things are um, relevant in your day to day, then it creates a space for you to be able to go deeper with other people. Yeah. Um, I think it just gives insight right into yourself and to what you have to offer somebody else that could yeah. help them know you're a safe place and that you can go deeper and you can create this safe, this safe depth for yeah. deeper connection. Mm -hmm. I think too, like not being afraid mm -hmm. to kind of go to those places. I think for me, like when I look back at some of my relationships that are really like close, intimate, there's actually been times where I've observed something in a friend of mine that just feels like, man, I don't know. She just doesn't seem, she's not quite herself or she, that actually sounded a little cynical or, you know, and, and, and being able to kind of not be afraid to gently be like, I just feel like you're not yourself. Like mm -hmm. what is going on? Mm -hmm. And for them, and, and in one instance in particular, I, the, I I felt really awkward and I thought, I'm an offender, you know, said that to a friend in her kitchen and it was like, she looked at me like, things are not good. Mm -hmm. And it like opened mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. you know, space, but it wasn't like I came at her in a judgmental space. Right. It was like, I'm concerned right. about yeah. her. Right. And I feel like, man, just something, I can't put my finger on it, something's not quite right. And so I think you're going to make a deeper connection mm -hmm. when you're willing yeah. to not just be there for the good stuff yep. yeah. and not be afraid of the bad yep. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. To be the type of friend, you know, to, to aim to be the type of friend that is not scared off. Yes. You know? Yeah. Cause if you name it, then the other person knows, okay, well then they're willing yes. to go there. You go first, you've opened the door. They know they can step into that. Yeah. I love that. Um, if, someone just sees you from across the room mm -hmm. um, or they just hear of what you do for a living what kind of assumptions do you think they make that uh, might be incorrect we had this conversation on the way here and <laughs> I was like oh that's my answer <laughs> <laughs> I actually have two but. yeah I think one of the things that I keep running into mm -hmm. is it falls down to friendships uh -huh. um, I think because there's kids in the mix and there's business owner in the mix mm -hmm. that people make the assumption either I have no free time for friends uh -huh. or I have more friends than I can handle. And Interesting, yes. That is just really not true. We have <laughs> conversations. We actually have conversations like, okay, again, we have to, you know, we, we feel like there's like, a lack here we have to be the ones to start it like yeah. should we start having you know coffee dates with other like business owners should we start because we both have felt we have each other and we have like a handful of people that are dear mm -hmm. but I feel a lack of friendship in my yeah. life and I'll text her and be like okay I'm feeling lonely yeah. this week. Like I'm knee deep in children and emails and I love what I do. And sure it's glamorous to a certain extent, but there's a whole aspect I think that gets covered up a lot mm -hmm. in that scenario where there's a big relationship element there that, yeah, that I think there's a little void. There's yes. a little void with friendships. And I, I'm getting the more that I, attend events and you know do the thing it's like I don't know if people are just afraid to ask yeah. or they're like 
And, and it is tricky, let's be real. Like social media, if you have someone DM you that's like, hey, you want to get coffee? You don't know if they just want your advice, your yes. business advice, yes. or if they're really genuine. And yeah. so it's just a fine line even with like people reaching out in that in that regard. But Well, and I think too because of the perception on social media is right. that you're super Busy successful and yes. you have, you know, all mm-hmm. you know, you're just like dripping with clients and you know, right. like and those aren't necessarily it isn't necessarily always the reality. Right. right? Yes. Like every business has ebbs and flows. Yes. And sometimes that's with friendships too. Mm-hmm. Like, you yes. know, you have like seasons of your life where you're like super connected in like a small group or you have a certain job and you have a network of friends and then you transition out of that mm-hmm. or you move across the country or you, whatever and suddenly this network and dynamic just suddenly shifts mm-hmm. and you kind of can find yourself like oh I need a buddy yeah <laughs> I could really use a buddy yeah I'm yeah. doing um I'm adding an element to my social media of highlighting just like spontaneous um, fashion inspiration around Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. and oh, I love that. yeah, it's fun. I'm in the in the works of building that, mm-hmm. but I came across a girl at Trader Joe's, and I was like, "Dang, she cute! Mm-hmm. I want to be her friend." So I walked over to her, and I was like, "Sorry, this is so weird and awkward. I know, but here's my business card. I'm legit. Don't be afraid of me." And we didn't really talk much. There's but a theme of stalking. Yeah, there really <laughs> is. Are you my the friend? Core that's of you? the business. Yes. That's yes. the magic yes. secret sauce. Got it. <laughs> We um, found it. Found it. <laughs> Talking. Um, so I approached her and I was like, "Can I take your picture? I love what you've got going on. I think it's really great." And then I would I do a small bio on them. <clears throat> so I'm building this side anyway. I messaged her the other day and I was like, "Do you think you might want to get coffee sometime?" <laughs> and she responded and was like, "Oh my gosh, yes! I've been reading your latest Instagram posts and what you talk about in there is like." I identify with so much and it wasn't until I asked her for her but I was like okay, give me like a quick five five sentences on you mm-hmm. and when I read them I was like oh I like her so then I messaged her and she was like yes let's get drinks next week yeah let's get coffee next week and I was like seriously so even in that setting sometimes I think that I don't know if certain people think there's like an intimidation thing yep. too you know where well she owns a business she's got kids she's busy she's doing her thing mm-hmm. it's fancy and it's not mm-hmm. and I definitely want everything that I'm putting out there to be approachable mm-hmm. um so it's fun to make those those connections you know mm-hmm. but like Amber said it's one of those things that I think we have to be willing to really put ourselves out there and be like hey I'm a real person yeah right? I've got I've, I need a I need a buddy I need a friend <laughs> I think this is so common there's lots of common threads I think in this stage in my life I'm in, I'm 41 I just turned 41 I forgot um <laughs> and I have like slightly older kids so there's the like the issue of older kid phase yes. where like the kids are all busy and kind of doing their thing and you got to run them around and whatever. And so I'm kind of in that shift of like, we don't have play dates where we yeah. just hang out for hours on end yes. and the kids run around because mm-hmm. the kids like have grown up and they don't like, they're not all best friends right. anymore. They're just all because right. they're all, they're all in <laughs> their respective basements. <laughs> they haven't come up for days. Absolutely. That's what my son's doing currently right now. Yes. Um, so then we stay in our houses and just like, oh, I just wish I've, I would have seen a friend lately. It's totally true. Yeah. And we're all doing that. Yeah. And I, um, I was actually just had the little like um, moment in the shower where you come up with like an idea yeah. about an introvert's guide to connection. So mm-hmm. at some point so I'll good. make that yeah. happen. So good. Love. But one of the things I thought about is, yes, like you were saying, you have to go first, mm-hmm. which gets 
tiring. It is exhausting. Mm -hmm. Especially if you are naturally not an outgoing person. Mm -hmm. I think that, but you you do have to. Mm -hmm. And then the minute you do, you are almost always, not always, but almost always, reciprocated yes. like that woman you yes. asked for a coffee date people are desperate for connection know, yes. like across the board yes. and i have been a little bit more intentional this last in like 2018 about reaching out to people part of that was the podcast and it made me just absolutely terrified but 95 mm. percent of the time i have for sure gotten podcast guests but gotten friends yeah. like yeah. it's just nuts yes and because I think people probably think the same about what I do. Well, she's mm-hmm. a podcast social totally. worker, and she, I seem outgoing, which I'm 100% not. Um, so, like, her dance card is full. Sure. And it's like, no, right. I, life just shifts, and I you need, need new people. Yes. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's do it. Open dance card. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and not to change the subject, but the other thing that I think for me specifically that is the thing that's often misinterpreted is what you exactly said about I can't invite Amber over to my house because she's gonna maybe maybe she's gonna judge my house or she's just like I'm sure her house is much better and I'm telling you it's not yeah (laughs) it's not it's lived in because my whole thing is coziness Mm -hmm. like it is not perfect I have a lot of people justify their outfits for the day (laughs) yes And I am seriously like, oh. oh, you're wearing a blue shirt? I didn't even realize. Right. Like, it is so not what I see. No. But I, so I think that that's yeah. kind of the, the similar. perception. As the if perception. you're just walking around going, you all could do Dang. better. Girl, this you need could. my card. <laughs> yeah. Here's my card. Your jacket is ripped. <laughs> that is the worst. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. People need to assume better. Right. All right, favorite things. We're wrapping it up on favorite things. No stress, Amber. Just a, like I've been a one. Thinking about this all little... week. <laughs> <laughs> what is my thing? <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to tell you. It's this cheap mascara that I bought. See there? I've there been buying. I bought. I bought the one. The one that has the CBD oil in it. At Sephora. CBD I bought the one. Mascara? Yeah, yeah it's, I don't Why? even know. Because this girl that I follow on Instagram <laughs> who is a makeup artist is like, this is the best. You have to buy it. Yeah. So I've done that one. But before that, she was wearing the Better Than Sex from Too Faced or whatever. So I bought that one. It was yeah. super flaky. I hated it. Mm. So recently, another girl that I follow on Instagram who is like a normal person She's like, this is the mascara. I just have to tell you, I'm wearing this cheap mascara. Yeah. I don't even know the name of it because it's so cheap. I'll tell you so you can put it in the show notes. I will do that. I'll link right um, to it. But it's like, I got it, I ordered it off of Amazon because I was like, I'm not going outside for mascara. <laughs> um, but it's the, it comes with the two bottles and you do the white one, you know, oh, yeah. the oh. like boost and then the other one. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just like a L'Oreal or maybe Maybelline or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... Loving it. Yeah. I tried to be a green mascara person for a little minute. And I decided I need the stuff that has, like, charcoal and formaldehyde in it. Like, I don't know what's (laughs) in it, but I need the toxic (laughs) chemicals for my eyelashes. I just can't have the, like, elderflower. I can't. It needs to be legit. Yeah. And if it costs $1.95, fine. I don't. I don't. If buy. a bat played a role, right? Yeah, right. That's what I want. That's yes. what I want. I want. That's <laughs> what I need. matter <laughs> on my eyelashes. The extra cling. I feel like it balances out. I'll yeah. do also, other natural things. I can't but also do that. For me, like it matters what the wand is like. Yes. You know the really little ones, like that, are supposed to capture all of the. 
You know, the really fine ones. I just don't have such a passion about mascara. Oh. <laughs> well, well, it's because well. I want the extensions, <laughs> but I don't want to pay for the extensions. Yeah, they're so, so beautiful. I'm trying to too. get as close as I can yeah, mm-hmm. with what the good Lord gave me. That's right. And the toxic chemicals. The Lord and the chemicals. On the eyelashes. Yeah, I love it. Do you have favorite things, um, Miss Olivia? I, I do. Um, this is really deep, but. I can't wait. I love candles. I'm just kidding. It's not deep at all. I love candles. Really? That's a favorite. Yes. I love candles. What? I love candles. Well, I love candles. No, I, I want was... that to be my. Oh, shoot. <laughs> this kidding. is where we get competitive. <laughs> um, I love candles. Like, man, I, a really good candle just makes me feel really happy. I love it. And I'm a big music person, just in general. It's okay. like, screens off, children, crank the music and so I just turn it on real loud on the TV so you mm-hmm. can hear it oozing from every nook and cranny of the house yeah and it's like we do lots of dance parties love it granted I am keeping three kids entertained in 14 feet of snow <laughs> right now so dance parties are a must but we do them all the time so if I have a candle lit and my music is on I feel like it's a really just like a safe space yeah it's like and I'm a wild woman when it comes to dancing. Like, the crazier, the better. Love it. Yes. But so, also, so are her kids. So are my kids. So dancing and candles and music is, like, a very consistent outlet and yeah. just, like, some of my very favorite things. I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. I could not love both of you more. I literally think that you are changing the way that both of your work is done. Mm-hmm. So I think that you are forging a path mm-hmm. that is important and necessary. And I just freaking love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll link to all the things because people need to follow you and go to your events and soak up your goodness because it's abundant and wonderful. Thank you. Well, we love you. listening to that episode. I know I had a blast recording with Amber and Olivia and I had several takeaways from our conversation and the first one is that if you want to build a community you often have to go first. Amber and Olivia created the community they wanted with their Bright and Becoming events even when nothing else like it was out there. They're also creating community and connection in their businesses in unique ways going first as the cozying specialist and as a particular type of stylist, never demeaning, always uplifting. So you might have to go first if you're hoping that connection will look a certain way in your life. I also remember feeling how amazing it was to laugh really loud and really hard with a couple of new friends. We had so much fun recording and talking, so never underestimate some girlfriend time or sister time or important people time. It is like medicine for me, and I'm sure it is for you too. And that brings me to the third thing that I thought about as I was crafting this episode. After listening through it again, um, I think we need to connect through celebration as much as we connect through struggle. I know that Amber and Olivia celebrate the best parts of their clients and each other. They see little wins and nuances and assets that each person holds and amplifies those things. 
there's so much power in celebrating with and for each other. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, Taking the Middle Seat is officially one year old. It, again, makes me want to cry every time I say that because this year has not just been about podcasting or recording. I can easily say that I'm a whole different human because of this year. And as I reflect over the past 12 months, I'm so grateful for all the podcast has given me. I'm a person that does not naturally reach out to people when I'm in, especially when I'm in groups. And as I've talked about before, I am definitely not an extrovert, but this platform has given me the job to reach out. And when I have a job, I do a lot better. So every day I think about new people I could connect to because I'm fascinated by their story. And every day I reach out usually to one person or so um, to see if they want to come on the podcast. And every day I'm reminded through this podcast that each person holds multitudes. I'm so lucky to get to know people one by one on each episode. So I hope you'll keep listening, keep subscribing, keep sharing the podcast, keep reaching out to me, and of course, keep taking the middle seat. I know you'll find the magic there.